Tonight's title is, Now That's Something to Think About. Now That's Something to Think About. Matthew 22, reading from the verse 41. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. He saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. Then, if David then call him Lord, how is he his son? And no man was able to answer him a word. Neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you're here, that you're with us. We pray, O oh God, that you would continue to speak to our hearts tonight. We have sang songs. And Lord, we may have even sang longer than usual tonight. But Lord, we thank you for your spirit in our midst moves in our hearts to worship you. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you are when we think upon you. Lord Jesus, you're indescribable. Settle our hearts and settle our minds and may we all be, every single one of us, may we all be concentrated on Christ, centered on him, focused on him to the glory of and the honor of thy name. We pray and ask it. Amen. My reading is Matthew chapter 22, verses 41 to 46, but my text, my main text, was in verse 42. The Lord Jesus says, What think ye of Christ, whose son is he? What think ye of Christ, whose son is he? Now that's something to think about. That's something from the outset to think about. Before the Pharisees in the chapter could ask him another question, they had been asking different questions. Before the next one would come, the Savior steps in and poises, poses a question to them. And he asks them, what think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? Brother, sister, friend tonight, what think ye? Of Christ. What think ye of Christ? You might think little of others, or you might think think much of some, or you might think other things. You might even think about someone else in different ways. Even what you think of them might not be good, or it may be. Forget everyone else this evening for these moments which are allotted to us. And the question is, what think ye of Christ? Now that is something to think about. Their reply to the Lord Jesus is, he is the son of David. He is the son of David, meaning David the king who had died 1,000 years before. In other words, he's from his lineage 
and he's from the line of David. When Jesus asks, what think ye of Christ? We must take note here. What he is saying is, what think ye of God's anointed? Or what think ye of Messiah? What think ye of Messiah? He's asking them a question. What do you think the Messiah is like? And who do you think the Messiah is? And now their brains are in turmoil, racing because he's speaking of himself. And what would they know, understand, and what would they see when he says, what think ye of Christ? I learned a lesson some years ago when I was asked to go to a meeting to hear a preacher who I thought was lifeless and boring. And I didn't want to go. And hence I decided I would go and driving down to meet others at this meeting, I was praying the whole way down in the car, Lord, I don't even know why I'm going here. I think this and I think that. And I was wrong. And the Lord spoke to me and says, it's not the messenger but it's the message. And you might think even little of the preacher, but if he is conveying the message right, if he is preaching Christ, then what think ye of the message? What think ye of Christ? Notice here, the Lord asked them, and they say the son of David. The Messiah Well, thank you of the Lord Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. He is the Messiah. Fortunately, there are, uh, especially in one well-known American uh, evangelist preacher, and he denied that Christ came as a Messiah. But Christ here is asking them, what think ye of Messiah? When you hear the scriptures of Messiah or Christ, what think ye, what goes into your mind and your head and your heart? What is happening inside of you, even tonight? What about the times that you've sat in gospel meetings? What about the times you've sat and the word of God has been preached and Christ has been presented in all his fullness and his glory and the word and the spirit shows you him? What think you of Christ? I can honestly say, the night that I got saved and Pastor James McConnell preached the cross and the title was Obstacles God Puts in the Sinner's Road to Stop Them Going to Hell. Obstacles God Puts in the Sinner's Road to Stop Them Going to Hell. And I thought, knowing nothing, coming in uh, polluted with drink and drugs, sitting there, knew nothing of the scriptures, nothing of the word, nothing of Christ, but thought, I'll go this night, I can't even remember why I went, And there he preached different obstacles. Tonight's an obstacle to someone that God loves you so much to bring you here to stop you going to hell. That's to you tonight if you're not saved, friend. God has loved you enough to put it in your heart and your mind to be here tonight to stop you going to hell. But I thought, ah, sure, we're all going to heaven, aren't we? Especially us good Protestants, we're going to heaven, aren't we? Us good loyalists, we're all going to heaven, aren't we? Are we not the people? It's my thinking. And I was a sinner. I was a drunkard. 
I was full of drugs. I was many more things with many more sins. But that night, Christ was presented to me as if it was just to me, 3,000 people there, but just to me. And he preached the cross of Christ. He preached the blood of Christ. He preached the finished work of Christ. And that night, through the Spirit and the Word, I can say, I saw Christ. I saw him dying in my room instead. I saw him burying away my sin in his own body. I saw my need of a Savior, and I saw the only Savior hanging and bleeding and dying for me. And yes, that night I cried for mercy. And Christ came into my heart. Christ came in and changed my life. And Christ saved my soul. And Christ forgave me of all my sins because Christ had paid my debt and Christ had washed me in the blood which he shed for me. So what think ye of Christ? What do you think of him? What do you think of him? Now that's something to think about, isn't it? The Lord Jesus asked, and they come back with the saying, the son of David. And in a verse 43, he saith unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord? And he starts saying, Well, if you know so much of the scripture, even, see, knowing the word of God is different than having the word living in you. Head knowledge is not salvation, but being filled with the word and the spirit. The word changing you, entering your heart is. And he asks him, let's go deeper, he says. And he brings them into more spiritual matters. You know what it says in the Bible, but do you know the, the Lord of the Bible? We can know the word of God, but we may not know the God of the word. And what think ye of Christ? What think ye of Christ this evening? What think ye of Christ in your seat this evening? Well, think ye of Christ as you listen this evening. What think ye of Christ? Now your mind and your heart can answer for you. And I will answer for me. Here he shows that he is in fullness of humanity. He is the son of David. Abraham had Isaac. Isaac had Jacob. Jacob's name is turned and changed to Israel. He had 12 sons. One of them was called Judah. Judah was the one who was given the scepter or the king line, kingship line would come from Judah. And from there came David. And from David came the Lord Jesus Christ. So they were right. He is the son of David. But what did they know or think wrong of Christ? And tell you what they thought wrong. They thought little of Christ. They thought little of Christ. If you'd notice this, because they say he's the son of David, and they're saying, right, and Jesus is true humanity, but he is also the fullness of deity. He is the Christ and he is the Messiah. And Jesus Christ, while being truly man, he is fully God. And he can only be your savior and my savior if he is both God and flesh, 
the Son of God, the Son of Man. If he can only be deity clothed in humanity, he's only our Savior if he's both, and nothing less will do. He came from the realms of glory, became the form of a baby, and grew up as a man to die for you and me. For example, we always read this, uh, people read it around Christmas time. This, this portion of scripture should be read all year round, but in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Isaiah 9, verse 6, starting says, For unto us a child is born. 700, maybe 750 years before it happened. The spirit of prophecy comes to Isaiah and speaks through him and says, Isaiah, there's a child coming for the redemption of Israel, for the saving of the soul. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Here we're seeing deity clothed in humanity, born from the matrix of a virgin womb. And Isaiah is told this through the spirit of prophecy. And now 700 plus years later, he's born in Bethlehem. So we use it at, people use it at Christmas time. Verse 7 says, The increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Notice, and upon the throne of David. Here is David's link with him. His ancestor David. Now in the time of Christ in our reading, as I said, it's almost 1,000 years from David has died. Yet Christ will sit on the throne of David. So here we have not only his birth, not only his humanity and his deity, now we have his second coming. That when Christ comes, he's coming again to sit upon the throne of David. That he's coming again and his feet in that day shall stand upon the Mount of Olives. And there he will enter the city and he will rule and reign from Jerusalem on the throne of his father, David. And upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment, with justice. And from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. So this one who stands before the Pharisees, what think ye of Christ? What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? Now they should have said, if they had have known him, they should have said, oh, Messiah is the son of God. But they could see no further than their 2020 vision. They could see no further than their eyes would allow them to. They couldn't see eternity within him. They couldn't see deity veiled in flesh. And hence they put it down to the lineage Messiah will come from the lineage of David. Book of Hebrews, it says in chapter 2 and in verse 16, for verily took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Meaning he didn't come as an angel or a theophany as he did in the Old Testament. He didn't appear as an angel of light as he did in the Old Testament. 
but rather he took on the seed of Abraham. He took on a body of flesh. And he had to take on a body of flesh that he might die at Calvary, that he might suffer, that he might bleed, that his blood would be shed and poured forth for us and that you and I could be redeemed with his precious blood. So writing this on Friday, Saturday morning, this is what I just wrote underneath it. There's more to Christ than meets the eye. There's more to Christ than meets the eye. So here it is again. Now this is something for you to think about. What think ye of Christ? Puritan Isaac Ambrose Puritan Isaac Ambrose wrote this, and I have copied it down, so bear with me, for it's a bit lengthy. Listen to what he says. Cast thine eyes which way thou wilt, and thou shalt hardly look upon anything but Christ. Jesus hath taken the name of that thing upon himself. Is it day? And dost thou behold the Son? He is called the Son of Righteousness. Or is it night? And dost thou behold the stars? He is called a star. There shall come a star out of Jacob. Or is it morning? He is called the bright and morning star. Or is it noon? And dost thou behold clear light all the world over? He is that light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Come nearer. Come nearer. If thou lookest upon the earth and takest a view of the creatures about thee, dost thou see a sheep? As a sheep before her shears is dumb. Or seest thou a lamb? Behold the Lamb of God. Seest I a shepherd watching over his flock? I am the good shepherd. Or seest I a fountain? Waters, rivers. And he goes on. Brothers and sisters, can we say this evening, when you are out and about, what think ye of Christ? Is he in your heart and in your mind, friend? Do you know him? Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? What think ye of Christ? Now that is something to think about. Isaiah says his name shall be called Wonderful. The word wonderful is the name Pele. Listen to what it means. It speaks of something marvelous, something miraculous. Something admirable and distinguished. It gives the idea of someone or something difficult to understand. And seeing past this man, what think you of Christ? Or not automatically, what think you of the Messiah? What think you of the eternal one? 
Whose son is he then? Messiah is the son of God. But rather, they look no further than their vision. Well, he is a man, the son of David. That's the height of him to many people. Oh, some sort of prophet or some sort of spiritual guru. Islam say they reverence him and yet they say he did not die on Calvary. They say God has no son and he is not the son of God. Friend, any less, any less than deity clothed in humanity will not do or you and I are lost and in our sin for all eternity. So what think ye of Christ? Man sees with the eyes of man. But when the Holy Spirit grabs hold of a man, lays hold on a woman, when the Spirit of the living God lays hold on them and moves in them to regenerate them, to quicken them and to make them alive unto Christ. They can behold nothing but Christ. They can behold nothing but Christ because the chief office of the Holy Spirit is to glorify the Son of God. The chief office of the Holy Spirit is to take the things of the Son and to reveal it unto us. And the man and the woman who are not seeable see with these eyes. Oh, we reverence him. We're not against him. I like to hear stories about him, but they don't know him. And they're lost without him. So what think ye of Christ? What think ye of the Son of God? Brothers and sisters, we find that man sees through the 2020 vision, but when the Spirit lays hold on a man and woman, he regenerates the heart and quickens the soul, the Spirit, and there they behold the Lamb of God. Will you turn with me, please, to Matthew chapter 16? Matthew 16, verse 13, please, of the chapter. Matthew 16, verse 13, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? You can put there the master's question, the master's question. Whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, but who say ye that I am? You can put there the people's consideration. The people's consideration. In other words, look, who do the people say that I am? Who are the people saying? In other words, what do they think of Christ? What think ye of Christ? Who are all the people? Listen, it's no good someone else making up your decision. 
the people's consideration. He says, what do they say about me? And then we go on to read. In verse 15, he saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? There's the disciples' deliberation. In other words, he's asking the question, the people say this, that's their deliberation. Now it is a, now it is up to the disciples or the people's consideration, the disciples' deliberation. He says, but whom say ye that I am? Every one of us. Christian, professing Christian, those who profess Christ as Savior, those who speak well of Christ. He says, who do you say that I am? He's asking the disciples who's walked after him, who's followed him, who's ate with him, who's slept outside with him, who's listened to his teaching. And he's saying, yeah, that's what they're all saying. But what about you? Who do you say that I am? What think ye of Christ? What about you, friend? Who do you say he is? Then we have a special revelation. Peter says, thou art the Christ. Notice, this is important. Thou art the Christ. Do you know why it's important? Because Jesus asked the question, and he asked, what think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? Thou art the Christ. So Peter, special revelation, says, thou art the Christ the son of the living God. Hallelujah, Peter. You've got it one. You've got it. Whom say ye that I am? Peter saith unto him, thou art the Christ. Thou art Messiah. You're the son of the living God. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. He says, he has revealed me to thee. When the Holy Spirit is dealing with a man, when the Holy Spirit is dealing with a woman, he lays hold on them, he reveals Christ to them. Whom say ye that I am? Well, thank you of Christ. You're blessed, Simon. Bar Jonas, son of Jonas. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And brothers and sisters, we see here, special revelation is this, that if someone here tonight is in a meeting and the Lord is showing you pastor 2020 vision as it were, has awakened and illuminated and quickened and enlightened your heart, regenerated you, made you alive tonight, that you realize, I see him, I see him, and I understand he is the Christ, the Son of God, who died for me. I see him. That is a special moment because he's brought you from death unto life. He's taken you from the power of darkness and he's bringing you into the kingdom of his dear son. But you must, you must respond and like 
Lord, forgive me. Save me. What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? Would you turn with me, please, to Mark's gospel, chapter 14. Mark's gospel, chapter 14. Oh, the beautiful and wonderful Savior, the precious Son of God, arrested by sinful men with dirty hands, arrested by the assembly of the wicked, as the psalmist says in Psalm 22. The dogs have encompassed him, the Gentile dogs. Dogs have encompassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. It's what the psalmist says a thousand years before it. The dogs, the Roman soldiers, the dogs have enclosed me. The assembly of the wicked have surrounded me and they've pierced my hands and my feet. Speaking of Calvary. Now he's arrested in the garden and he's brought and he's brought into Jerusalem. And let your eye run down to verse 60, please. He's before the high priest in, the, in Jerusalem. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? What is it which these witness against thee? But he held his peace and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ? Notice, man can't see. He's the high priest. He's the high priest of the Jewish religion. He's the high priest of Judaism. He's the high priest of Jewish faith in the temple. Christ is before him. Couldn't see him for who he was. And he had to say to him, Art art thou the Christ? Are you really? Are you the Christ? The Son of the Blessed. Now notice the question. Poised the, the Lord Jesus. Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Notice what Jesus replies in verse 62. And you can underline this because we're told Jesus does not claim to be the Son of God. Neither does he claim to be Messiah, which is Christ. And here he replies to the question. Islam will tell you that he does not claim to be the Son of God, that God has no Son. Now look at his answer. And Jesus said, I am. I am. Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Looking at him. Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And there he stands before him. And Jesus says, I am. That's me. Notice what he says. And ye shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. (laughs) Listen. What does that tell you, brothers and sisters, tonight? When all these people try to demigrate the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, try to say that God has no son, what does that say when out of his own mouth 
He says, I am him. And you'll see me coming from power of glory back to the earth again. I try and tell you it's not in the scripture. I try and tell you it's not there. And the high priest rent his clothes and saith, what need have we of any further witnesses? Ye have heard the blasphemy. Notice what he says. What think ye? Do you know what he's saying to the rest of them there? What think ye of Christ? What do you think of him? This one's before me. What do you think of him? My brothers and sisters and friends tonight, we are presenting the person of Christ tonight. We are asking the question, what think ye of Christ tonight? And look, we're standing here, sitting here, and I'm walking up and down this platform, and I am saying, what do you think of him? What think ye of Christ? Notice the reply. And they all condemned him to be guilty of death. They all condemned him to be guilty of death. Brothers and sisters, we must never go on others' preconceived ideas. Friend, Christ must be found out by yourself, discovered, experienced, encountered, and Christ must be believed on and received on into your own self. You must experience and have a personal relationship with him. What think you of Christ? They all condemned him to be guilty of death. Remember the woman in John 4? Jesus must needs go through Samaria and he goes through and in the heat of the day there's the woman drawing water and she's drawing water out of the well. Do you remember that woman? And She was out there really in the heat of the day because she was a woman of ill repute and she'd had uh, five husbands and now she's with her sixth and Jesus says you've had six husbands and then she meets the perfect man number seven who was Jesus that day and you know what he'd done he, he forgave her and he sent her and made her an evangelist she ran into the town the nearest village do you know what her cry was come see a man which told me ever all that I did now listen, is not this the Christ? She didn't say, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. This is the Christ. She didn't say that. Let's be careful here. She didn't put preconceived ideas into the people's minds, but all she did was testify of the man whom she met there at the well and what he had done and what he had said to her. Come see a man which told me all things ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Make your mind up for yourself. Make your mind up for yourself. Is not this the Christ? In Mark 14, in verse 65, just let me get a drink. They condemned him to be guilty of death. And in verse 65, and some began to spit on him. I want you just to think about this for a moment. 
And some began to spit on him. The idea isn't just to spit at him, and if it hit him, it hit him. They came right up to him. The idea is they spat right into his face. They began to cover his face or blindfold him and to buffet him. Sometimes people think, you know, they just manhandled the, the whole sanitized, you know, uh, you know the, the, the whole pasteurized movie of, 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 of Hollywood that does all these beautiful little things and the odd slap on the face of the, oh, the one who's portraying Christ and it's a, a little spot of blood comes out. You know, it's, it's all sanitized. Spot right into his face. They blindfolded him. They covered his face then with the spittle sticking to the blindfold. Think about it. The spittle sticking to the blindfold. Blood, spittle of every sort of human there. Sticking to this blindfold, he couldn't see. And they began to buffet him. See the word buffet? The idea means to strike with the fist. Blow after blow after blow after blow after blow. They bashed him and they beat him again and they punched him again and again and again and again. And with him being blindfolded, who hit thee? Prophesy to us. Go on, prophesy to us. They were wanting some sort of entertainment, like some sort of performing dollar monkey. And they're the regal Christ. They're the regal Son of God. This wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace stands before them in all of his wonder and his splendor and his beauty covered in blood and spittle. If it helps you any, Isaac, there's a wee porter cabin if you want down there. If it helps you. Covered. Battered. It means they punched him and they punched him and they punched him until his face was unrecognizable. That's the idea of this. His face was battered and bloodied and bruised till he was unrecognizable. The Christ. Now what think you of Christ? What think you of Christ? Friend, now what think you of Christ? Now that's something to think about. Now that is something to think about. The idea is they pummeled him with fists, prophesy, they shouted, and the servants did strike him with the palm of their hands. Listen, Christ didn't need to prophesy. You know why? He was fulfilling prophecy. He was fulfilling prophecy there and then. He didn't need to prophesy. He's the fullness of the word, and he was fulfilling prophesy. And here's the thing, so were they. Prophesy. They didn't even realize that they were fulfilling prophecy themselves. Listen, Isaiah again, 700 years 
Isaiah 50 and verse 6, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. The spirit of prophecy through the prophet 750 years before spoke of this moment when they would spit on him and buffet him. And they're saying, prophesy then. And he, say, he says nothing to them because they were fulfilling the prophecy that they should have known in the scroll of Isaiah. Isaiah 52, verse 14. It says, as many as were astonished at thee, listen to this, his visage was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. You know what this is telling me? He was so battered and bruised, he not only was unrecognizable, but they even pulled out the very hairs from his face. Imagine that. What think you of Christ? What think you of Christ? What think you of Christ? Now that's something to think about, isn't it? That's something for us to think about. Something to refresh ourselves, brothers and sisters, because we, come, we, we become so used, so used to hearing of Calvary. We become so used to hearing about the blood. Ah, oh, it was great, wonderful, beloved. But we become so used to it. We become so used to hearing about the whipping post. We become so used to hearing about the spitting and the beating. But through the Spirit and the Word, what think ye of Christ? What think ye of Christ? Now that's something to think about. One old scholar said this. So marred from the form of man was his aspect that his appearance was not that of a son of man, i.e. not human. The effect of the brutalities that taken their toll. Christ is brought up by Caesar afterwards, after this beaten again, he's brought up to the crowd there at the praetorium. And he's brought right up there to, the, to where the judgment seat was and he comes to the crowd and he says, behold the man, look at him, look at him. In other words, has he not had enough? According to the scholars, the man didn't even take, the Lord didn't even take the form of a man hardly anymore. He was battered and bruised and beaten so much. He was bloodied and spat upon. He was manhandled. And they even tore his very robes from him. Behold the man, he says. Crucify him. Crucify him. They cried. I'm closing this. Thank you for your attention. What think ye of Christ? Now that's something to think about. I think there's none like him. Hello? Amen? There's none like him. I think he is altogether lovely. I think he is the chiefest among every and any 10,000. Listen, see when you hear the scripture, he's like, he's the chiefest among 10,000. 
And that's what the scripture reads, but that's not the context and the way it reads in the original. Bring any 10,000. Bring every 10,000, 10,000 after 10,000 after 10,000, priests and kings and princes. You bring them all, man after man, 10,000 after 10,000, and compare them to Christ. He's the chiefest among every and any 10,000. He is the Rose of Sharon. He's the lily of the valleys. And what think you of Christ? When I think of him, I think of salvation. I think of the blood that flowed from his veins. I think of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. When I think of him, I think of the grace extended to me, a sinner on the road to hell. A sinner without Christ, dying in my sin, dead on the God. But when I think of Christ, I think of the grace that was extended to me. Irresistible grace came into my life with the preaching of the word and drew me until I could fight no more and surrender my heart to him. When I think of Christ, I think of his love. I think of his mercy. I think of heaven and glory and joy and peace. I think of deliverance. When I think of Christ, I think of forgiveness of my sin, which was many. When I think of Christ, I think of his agonies, the brutalities. When I think of Christ, I think of my eternal security. And when I think of Christ, I think of his headship and his kingship. When I think of Christ, I can never stop thinking of Christ. When I'm walking outside, when I'm driving my car, when I'm in the shower, when I'm getting dressed, when I'm in my study, wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, it's Christ, Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thank you of Christ. Oh, I couldn't tell you, you would be here for eternity and we still would not exhaust it. What thank you of Christ. And maybe you're not saved tonight and the Lord is showing you, the Spirit is showing you more than you've seen before. That's why it says today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Well, thank you of Christ. Now, that's something to think about, isn't it? See, when you go home, believer, or if you're not saved, especially if you're not saved tonight, see, you go home. I want you to hear the words, not my voice, but the voice of the Spirit of God. What thank you of Christ? What thank you of Christ? What thank you of Christ? Go to bed, what think ye of Christ? You're lying in the night watches, what think ye of Christ? When you're dreaming, what think ye of Christ? As soon as you open your eyes in the morning, what think ye of Christ? You'll get down for your breakfast, what think ye of Christ? Or you go to work, what think ye of Christ? All day, what think ye of Christ? And believer to stir your heart afresh, what think ye of Christ? 
talk to him everywhere. Paul says pray without ceasing. How are you meant to pray without ceasing when you pray maybe three times? If you pray three times a day, you have to cease. I pray in my head. I pray in my heart. I walk and talk and I have relationship, not religion. I have relationship with him where I walk and talk with him all the time. Every situation, even when I'm just nothing's happening, I just walk down and go, ah, Lord, sure, look at that. Isn't that beautiful here? I do. That's my conversations with him. I'll be out walking. It's a lovely day. Ah, Lord, sure, isn't that just beautiful? Look at the sun shining over there. You've done that for us. Lord, look at that river there. Isn't that lovely? I talk to him all the time. I walk with him. I talk with him. I think about him. What think ye of Christ? What think ye of Christ? Oh, we'll hear it tonight. What think ye of Christ? Listen, the world and the media is trying to brainwash you everything else. Trying to uh, hear something over and over and over and over again. And you start thinking about it and people are full of fear. People are full of, of worry and anguish about these things. Well, here's what I want you to think. What think you of Christ? 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 May you hear it over and over again. Spirit of the living God, speak into your heart and your mind. What think ye of Christ? May God bless you tonight. See, the Lord is here, speaking to hearts. And when the world is trying to program you, the Spirit of God is saying to you, Ah, oh, but what about Christ? What think ye of Christ? I would give my life to Christ, but I have a lot of sin. <laughs> Join the club. Join the club. I was the chiefest of sinners. washed it all away I would think about him and give my life to him but if I did I couldn't keep it yes you're right 100% he keeps you (laughs) if you're truly born again he'll keep you oh you might fall fail and falter but he'll keep you living in grace so what thank you of Christ and tonight Now that's something to think about, isn't it? God bless you. Tim, would you come up, please?